0: Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Yarns with Uzamaka, where we enrich our lives one conversation at a time. Uh, For my oldies, thank you for sticking by me and listening to all the podcasts up to this point. And if you're new, my newbies, uh, there are other episodes. I want you to go back, listen to them. Welcome, welcome to the family. And uh, we hope that you enjoy the previous episodes and continue to listen as we go along. Uh, Today, I have an interesting topic. I know I always say my topics are interesting, but uh, they are interesting. And then I have a surprise. I have my first guest. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) So... Um, this is one of my favorite people in the world, and I uh, have bullied her to uh, come and be part of this episode because I just feel like she has a lot to share, and she is very well. Um, informed about a lot of things in life. Don't be high PV, don't be high me. Calm, be calming <laughs> down. <laughs> don't be high <laughs> Anyway, so I'm going to introduce her to you all. But before I do that, I just wanted us to, I just wanted to give you a hint about what we're talking about today. Today, we will be talking about the topic dealing with imposter syndrome. It's a mouthful. But I think it's a very important topic, especially um, considering the times that we're living in. Okay, so as we jump in, let me introduce my guest. I'm sure you already heard her voice, so you know it's a woman. She couldn't even just be calm. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm introducing my friend. She's a lawyer by training. She's an administration and operations expert. She has over 10 years experience within the development space. And guess what? She is a screenwriter. Yes, she's just an all-round cool person. So join me and welcome my friend, Kazi. Thank you so much, Uzo. (laughs) This is serious high
1: praise. Um, You're also my favorite person. In, well, one of, before our other friends kill us, uh. but one of my favorite persons in the whole wide world. And I'm just so impressed with what you're doing, Um, having conversations with you, daily conversations. I know how much I take away from those conversations. Uh. No, truly. And I feel, I've said it to you often, that people need to hear. I wish we could have the world in the room when we have these kind of conversations, especially women, because I feel... Women just need to be empowered. Every day we just need to hear something that just lifts us up. Something we can identify with so we know that, you know, we're not alone in it. So I'm excited for today's topic and how it's just going to bless people and minister to people. So,
0: Yeah, I'm sure you've heard bless and minister. All these are our spiritual people. Anyway. (laughs) Okay, so... To the topic, imposter syndrome, dealing with imposter syndrome. And uh, for those of you who are like me, the first time I heard imposter syndrome, I'll just give us a definition that I found that, uh, somewhere that I thought was very interesting. Um, it says, imposter syndrome is loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. It disproportionately affects high-achieving people, who find it difficult to accept their accomplishments? Many question whether they're deserving of accolades. It's so crazy. Like I, I this is like describing most of the people that I have engaged with in my lifetime. Um, so that's why we thought it was important to kind of discuss this topic because it affects us on a daily basis, and interestingly, it wasn't coined, the the term imposter syndrome wasn't coined until 1978, so it hasn't been that long, and (laughs) what I also found interesting is that it was coined by two women. (laughs) I'll get to that, and um, not trying to be Uh, feminist and all that which I am just to be let's just get that one straight (laughs) but that's not the goal for today I just wanted to I put that out there to make uh, a point about what it is Um, and I thought it was important to discuss imposter syndrome because we've seen or I've seen um, imposter syndrome kind of limit people um, including myself. I've seen it um, stop us from being all that we can be or pushing to be all that we can be. And I thought, okay, why not talk about it um, like I always want to do on Yans with Uzamaka, make it as real as possible so that people um, see um can, can relate with my experiences. Um, and so, just speaking about imposter syndrome, Kazi, do you have any experiences? Like, what, what What? does imposter syndrome say when you hear the, the term? What does it even say to you? Oh, my God. Um,
1: f- for me, it's something I think I, I live with almost every day. I work through it every single day. It's struggling within you to quell your own voice that says to you, nobody should be listening to you say this. Are you sure you're good enough to be standing here? Are you sure you're qualified enough to be doing this? The next meeting you have, the next update you give everybody's just going to know mm. that you're not that you don't have it you don't you don't have what it takes, you know, wow. like you're a fraud, like you don't have the knowledge or the competence to be contributing. So you you second guess yourself, you question every single word that comes out of your mouth or every single process you want to implement and every single step you take and for for people for high performing individuals it's it's crippling Mm. because the way you're wired is to get things done you must have organized yourself you must have set up like a process you want to implement and then all of a sudden you're just you're falling all over yourself because of that voice inside you so I, I feel that people don't talk about it as often because everyone puts on this mask like, oh, I've got my myself together.
0: Very true.
1: You know, but um, Very it's true. something I've discovered people deal with on a daily basis. And if people are vulner- vulnerable enough to just like share, this is what I'm going through and this is how I, I try to get by, you know and sometimes it's a hit or miss sometimes it, you you pull through and other times you you know you fall but you pick up you dust yourself and you you know i think it'll help so many people to just overcome it
0: i agree um I, I i'm going to tell a story about how i actually heard about the um the term imposter syndrome so in my former life <laughs> I had the opportunity of traveling to South America, one of the countries in South America. And um, I visited like an accelerator program. So basically a program that um, supports entrepreneurs, gives them the system and um, the the drive and funding to be able to succeed as, as young businesses. And so whilst I was talking to a number of the people who actually conduct the program, who lead the program... They were telling me about a female entrepreneurship program that they were running, and I found that very intriguing. I was like, "Oh, great! Why, like, why? I know you support entrepreneurs in general, but why do you have like one that is specifically targeted at um, females?" And they said, "Well, because they just wanted to make sure that um, people." Within that space, females within that space had opportunities, but that wasn't even what struck me. What struck me was when they were telling me about the program. And so they put out like an, a call for submission. People sub, um, submit, their, um, send the applications about the businesses that they're trying to start or they've, they just started and would need the funding and the support to push further. So when they accept, when they pick the people that are going to be part of this program, the um, ladies or the women or females, the first thing they do after they um, um, welcome them to the program is get a psychologist to speak to them on imposter syndrome. That is awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> so for me at the time, because I was just hearing the, word, the term imposter syndrome for the first time, I was like, um, why? You know, of course, my, you know how we are. And I'm just like, excuse me, why are you, what do you mean by imposter syndrome? And they're like, yes, because apparently research and, um, or let's, let's not say research because I don't have the data, but I think they had done the research and it showed that more women... We're dealing with imposter syndrome, especially within the business field. So as an entrepreneur, like you start questioning yourself, am I, should I be leading my own business? Should I have, am I qualified to have my own business? And so before they even start providing any other support to you on the program, they call a psychologist to reassure you, you made it here. You submitted an application. You had a great business plan. And that's why you're here and you deserve to be here and go through the program so that you don't limit yourself from enjoying everything that the program offers. I found that very, I found that very, very interesting because I'm like, I can relate with what they're saying as a female. Right. But as a human being in general, like even starting this podcast. You don't want to know how many times I told myself all the things I told myself. Like you start podcast, say what? What do you want to say? What does any what do you even when you have something to say, who wants to hear what it is that you have to say? You know? And so it's just something that happens every time. I just thought to share my own personal experience because you know we keep people here on yans with Uzamaka. Um, and hmm, Kazi, just to let you know that we are not alone in this. I found something that made me, that blew my mind. Now, I know you know Maya Angelou because I know you're a reader.
1: Yeah, I love her.
0: So, listen to what Maya Angelou said. Mama Maya Angelou (laughs) because she should not be our mate. (laughs) She said, um, okay, I'll read it the way I saw it online. The prize-winning author Maya Angelou once said, after publishing her 11th book, (laughs) that every time she wrote another one, she would think to herself, oh, they're going to find out now. I've run a game on everybody. <laughs> I can Maya Angelou. Uh, so, Eleven's I, book.
1: Uh, so, like, I've read one of her autobiographies, and it was like, I, I can't describe it. She transported me to another... Just to hear someone like that say something like, like this, to me, it's... It's is ridiculous because she was she was a giant in her field, eclipsing all others, like
0: and her eleventh book. Oh my god. <laughs> so she's written one to like I just wanted to sink in. Her eleventh book is when she's saying that, oh, maybe this is the one that everyone will find out that she's running game on all of us. So and, and I
1: know people pessimists like me would possibly say oh so this thing never ends 11th book <laughs> but i'd just like to point out that she did not stop yeah. she wrote more than 11 books so again pushing through it you might have the
0: thoughts but to push through it huh. let me now tell you another person hmm. that one shocked me too our very own well i've claimed her our very own Michelle Obama. She
1: belongs to all Africans. <laughs> don't, don't even say you have claimed. She belongs to all of us.
0: She's the first, so I'll read it the same way I saw it. The former first lady has spoken and written about how a young woman, how as a young woman, she used to lie awake at night asking herself, Am I too loud? Too much? Mm. Dreaming too big? Mm. But like you said, Kazi. The same way Maya Angelou didn't stop, Michelle Obama told herself, eventually, I got tired of always worrying what everyone else thought of me, she said. So I decided not to listen. Yeah. Yeah. So I
1: think that it's almost like a, a blessing and a curse, right? Because mm-hmm. when you have that thing in you that you can't explain, you can't label... But you know it's it's a greatness that is just waiting to come out. I feel like the devil, quite frankly, will tell you, no, you're not good enough. You don't have what it takes to try and stop you from fulfilling that, that God-given thing in you that you are put on this earth to do. So it's quite literally a battle. I, I don't know if there are any great persons that have achieved you know greatness that will not tell you at some point in time they've not struggled with this like severe feeling of incompetence or am i a fraud or you know can i really pull this thing off and interestingly as you would say <laughs> when you were talking about the women that um you 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 got to hear about how they would do the course for them In Chile, and how they would bring a psychologist to talk to them. You can trace the origins of feeling inadequate to childhood traumas. And the reason Mm. is because as young girls and boys, boys get more validation for acts that they do. Let me explain. I was watching a, a short little like video thing on Instagram where someone was saying, oh, how fathers treat their daughters, how fathers treat their sons. And a little girl comes with a jar, and she gives it to her dad, and she goes, Daddy, can you open this for me? And he opens it, no question. And she says, thank you, Daddy, and she walks away. Her brother comes later with something, says, oh, Dad, can you open this for me? The dad says, wait, you know, hold it. Use your shirt, open it. And the boy does it and says, there you go. And right there, the boy has a validation of knowing his act can produce a positive you know, but yeah. the girl has to, you know, it's, it's not bad. And I'm not saying that this is bad, but I'm just saying that from the time that we are young, our environment, especially when you live in a place like Nigeria, where we have some kind of toxic cultures that just tell you that you can't right now, you shouldn't. You shouldn't talk where they're elders. You shouldn't be so opinionated for a girl. You shouldn't be, you know, but a young boy will listen and quite frankly could be, well, a young boy would speak and quite frankly could be saying nonsense, but oh, good boy, oh, well done. (laughs) I'll I'll share with you a story. My mother, whom I absolutely love, is one of my most favorite persons in the whole wide world. I, I look up to her more than anything and I've forgiven her for this because we were both young. She was very young. My mom is a young, like just 20 years between us. Yes, so, yes, so, <laughs> mama, mama. <laughs> she once said to me, and I could tell that she was directly translating it from our language because the English no join. But she was saying to me that a woman is like a rapper in the marketplace, that so many people will come and look at the wrapper. oh, this rapper is pretty, oh, you know. Some people may even pull it down, don't laugh, <laughs> and put it against themselves and say, oh, it suits me. But at the end of the day, only one person oh will buy that rapper. <laughs> so she was saying to me basically that, she says, and she said to me, you see women, they're beautiful, they're complete. They have their limbs, their legs, and they're married to a guy with one leg. <laughs> And that's just the way that the world is wired. Women, we have to be, be more. So we shouldn't have high expectations. Like I said, we were very young at the time. She has since repented from <laughs> such thoughts. We have sat down and had honest-to-God conversations. And she says to me, look, I'm so proud that you're strong, despite <laughs> all the things that you know, you've had to... Because she was only sharing how, what she had been taught. True, but true. it stayed with me true. as a woman, you know, thinking that, oh, I'm, you know, even with my law degree, like, how did I manage to get called to the bar? That must have been an accident, <laughs> even with all that I've wow. accomplished. No, honestly, like on the day of call, I was like, should I even be here right now? <laughs> how did I manage to pass this exam? It seemed like I was sleepwalking through it. And I just, I tell myself, no, you don't deserve, don't look too high, don't, Aspire for so much. Set low standards because you might be a bit much. But it all boils down to that environment mm-hmm. where you don't have validation. So I think it starts from it should start from young, right? Yeah. We need to validate people from very early so that they can, you know, at least stand a fighting chance with with, with not questioning themselves or doubting their capabilities.
0: I agree I agree 100%. But interestingly I don't think imposter syndrome completely goes away, right? I don't think it ev- I don't think there's ever a time where it to be old 0% but making the effort to keep keep at it, you know? It shouldn't now govern your life because I feel there's some there's some healthy <laughs> imposter syndrome. Now, I may, I may be sounding like I'm crazy, but I will explain later um, as we go along. And I totally agree. I think maybe culture... Now, we have wonderful things in our culture in Nigeria, which I know, Kazi, you've even shared some from where you're from and from the experiences you've um, had to the many places you've traveled to. But there also we must also admit that there are some things that um, culture hasn't done as well especially when it comes to both uh, females and then also males you know the truth is um here as much as females are not necessarily given as um the the opportunities or you. well let's speak in past times because things are changing now i also feel that a lot of pressure was also placed on the boy child right or as he grew up to become a man right and that could also play a role in him questioning himself, am I doing enough? Am I, you know, so it, it, it goes both ways, mm-hmm. you know. Um, all right, so I think, uh, again, like we, uh, the goal here is for us to share from our personal experiences and make this as relatable as possible. Um, I just want to know, maybe I'll start. How do you deal with imposter syndrome? Because as you see me like this, <laughs> It's a battle. Like I have to pray, do everything, even with things that I know that, oh, my God, I can actually do this thing. But then there's something asking you, are you sure? Can you? As in, who are you? On what premise do you think you can, you know? And then I even you Kazi, there are times you're telling me, are you Okay. Go and do that stuff, you can do it. But I'm still like, uh, please, please be calming down. Even with this podcast, you don't want to know the ideas that Kazi has put in my head, and I'm like, please, you're scaring me. Eh? Please, please, let's take it one step at a time, please. You know? So, um, so in dealing with imposter syndrome, one of the things that I've started to do is acknowledge that it is there, right? Um, for my spiritual people, this may not go down very well with you because you know we're always used to oh it's not there. Speak what you want, and I'm totally for that. But I also believe that when you identify something, then you can attack it and you can address it. So when I say acknowledge um, that it's there, is when I start feeling that imposter syndrome, then I have to catch myself and stop myself, and then tell myself that I can. Tell myself what I can do and why I'm here. If I'm here, I'm here for a reason. I've earned it, not in an arrogant way, but to reassure myself of why I'm here and where, where I think, oh, I need to do more work. Then I do more work, but not disqualify myself even before I give myself a fighting chance. Are there any things that you do to... I quite, liter- I quite
1: literally sing myself to doing it. You know that song by Mary Mary that says, um, nobody told me the road would be easy, yeah. but I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. I say to myself, first of all, I pray, I say, God, see me where I've come. Please help me. And then I remind myself that I, he, I'm not here. I didn't get to this place to be abandoned by God. That's number one. And I start to recall and remember all the times that I thought I wouldn't make it, yet somehow I did, and all the things that I've accomplished, and I tell myself, you know what, you've earned this, you may not be the best, but you're here, you show up, and that takes something, so show up now, show up now, and I I just switch on, and I have to just keep, you know, doing it, So I sing myself, I pray myself, I pep talk myself, whatever needs to happen internally. Outside, people are saying, oh, this calm, collected woman. Ah, inside, I'm all over the place.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, I can completely relate. And then a third thing that um, I think is very important, and this I also started doing, is seek to build competency. So if I want to be, for instance, president of Nigeria or president of whatever country <laughs> that I decide to go to, I need to then build the company. What's the capability that I need, that I have to build to be able to function there? Because it's one thing for you to tell yourself, you can do it, you have all it takes, and really not have all it takes, right? So that's um, humility and responsibility that, you, that is laid on you to do the work you know, so that when the time comes for you to actually step up, you're able to step up because you have done the work you've prepared. You know, it's easier said than done, I must tell you, because um, the, the trials of life and the different things that take our attention sometimes take us away from intentionally building ourselves. But I have started to tell myself, you know, build Build the competency. You want to own a company, start now. Start building the competence. What do you need to do? Is it books? Is it courses? Is it um, uh, finding mentors? What do you need to do to build that competency?
1: Well, this thing that you said is so important because it's easy to think that, okay, I have maybe some God-given talent or whatever, and I'm just, if I just apply myself, you know, because confidence is not competency. Sometimes people... I'm sorry, please say that again. Confidence is not competence. Sometimes, I mean, have you ever seen a very confident fool? It makes me so anxious. Oh it's like God. watching a toddler play with a knife. Because, you know, people are looking up to you and you could lead people astray, right? Mm-hmm. So you you must, you, you should seek to build yourself. So I recently started writing scripts. I always...
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, this is imposter syndrome about to come in here. It is not I recently she's been writing some pretty good scripts and I will announce them here once they start showing on on the platforms, guys. Just trust me now.
1: But I, I, I know that I need to study more, take more courses, understand what writing for TV should be like so that I can, you know, turn out good content. If I I don't want it to just be a fad or a fluke. You know, so I'm in a new stage in my life where I'm learning something new and trying to sharpen and hone a skill. And we see this with athletes every day. So we can't mm. deny that Serena, was, Serena mm. and Venus were not prodigies, but they were always training. They were always training so that they could be on top of their game and be the best. And I'll tell you this, b- this imposter syndrome of a thing, this questioning your th- yourself, and it's not only... Um, in the workplace right it can happen to you as a parent asking yourself questions like oh my god am i am i messing up this child's life should i even be responsible for another human being mm-hmm. you know and just the way you 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 acquire a skill i mean there's so many there's so much information out there books self-help books on parenting on whatever skill you want to you know acquire. And, it's also very important because I think I touched on this earlier about validation. To And you mentioned it also about getting mentors, right? You need to surround yourself with positive influences. Your tribe has to be on point. So running with wolves or running with the pride of lions. If you are a deer or you are basically a buffalo, you cannot be found where lions are because you will be hunted. Run with the kind of people that you feel are achieving things, are capable. Learn from them. Iron sharpness, iron. You know, you'll be able to. You. I mean, even in speech or in book reading. Back then, in high school, we used to band together. Those was us I used to read M and B, and you see us in a little corner. We're reading the same book. It's in pieces. This person has chapter one. This person has chapter four, and we're reading and we're passing. But we always found books and material to read. It was a tribe, basically. And it helps you because someone might see in you something that you are refusing to recognize in yourself. And they give you just that push that you need. And they say to you, oh, Uzo, you should start a podcast. You'd be so amazing. I mean, you're always having like, you know. Let me be catching my sub. (laughs) No, but so positive influences, I cannot... I cannot stress this enough because, you know, no man is an island. It takes a tribe, really. You know, and there's strength in numbers. You know, whenever this is politics season, the wonderful picture, no, I'm not going to say it because it'll seem like I'm endorsing a so we are not a political platform. Okay. Thank you very much. There, yeah, but there's another example I can use. A strand, is it a, a, a rope with many cords cannot easily be broken. Be broken. Because I was going to do Broom, but nah, like you said, we're not a political platform. <laughs> no, we're not. So surround yourself with people that can help to push and prod so that you will be able to sharpen and hone those skills. I think it's, it's very important. My tribe has done a lot for me in pushing and encouraging me and validating my crazy dreams or crazy ideas and, and just helping me with it. So I think that's quite important.
0: Thank you so much. That is like summarizing the entire thing. Your tribe is key. Uh, you know, like we usually do here at Yan Zutu Zamaka, I'll just recap. So, ways that we deal with imposter syndrome that I think you could use. And uh, please share if you have more. Um, so, one is identify imposter syndrome and stop yourself when you start to sense that um, you are experiencing imposter syndrome. Another is seek to build competency. So whatever it is you want, go build the competency, build your capacity for what it is that you want. The third is pray, right? So if you're a spiritual, pray or whatever works for you, right? That's recognition of a higher power, For me, it is God. It is, uh, and same for Kazi. I don't know what it is for anyone listening, but hey, do you. (laughs) But yes, that higher power. And then the fourth is find the right tribe. Make sure you surround yourself with the right people. I know that I mentioned that there is a positive side to imposter syndrome, and I think sometimes it just helps you. I know it may sound funny, but sometimes imposter syndrome just helps you push harder, right? Imagine if you had zero impostor syndrome, you think that you're all that I've achieved everything, you know, it, having small that's residue of imposter syndrome kind of makes you keep pushing like, oh, yeah, I, I cannot rest. I have to do more because there is more that is has been deposited in me. OK, everyone, um, it has been a very, very interesting conversation, but we have to go um in fact one confession i said i was going to make was this is my first podcast with a guest both of us were nervous <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> that's the beginning of the imposter syndrome both of us and nervous. like what are we going to say in fact we're like are you sure we'll have enough to say in five ten minutes but hey it's almost 30 minutes and we've been having this conversation so again let's keep let's keep at it um, so thank you, everyone, for listening. Please send me your email. Send me your comments. I want to hear them. What are your stories about experiencing imposter syndrome? Um, how do you deal with it? Um, send them to me. I think we can do a part two of this sec. Uh, this um, topic. Maybe not exactly in this format, but just uh, I think it's very important that we push um, and continue to encourage ourselves along um, dealing with, Issues like this. So send me an email at um in on Gmail. So it is Yans with Uzo at gmail.com. Yans, I'm sure by now you're in how to spell Yans. Y-A-R-N-Z with Uzo U-Z-O at gmail.com. All right, until I come your way again. Keep living, keep loving. Remember, you were placed here for a purpose greater than yourself. Bye.
1: Hi guys.